0: What's up, everyone? It is Thursday. We are back with another episode. I'm so happy. We're so happy, I should say, that you're here with us. I'm Ashley.
1: And I'm Sarah. We love love you guys.
0: We love you guys. As always, we're coming
1: to you on Thursday with a new episode. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We love you. We are two best friends, gal pals from the East Coast of Canada. Yes. And we are talking with lots of people every week who are on unique paths so we can get to know them. Discovering. Love to
0: learn. Yeah, discovering so many new topics and meeting new people whether here in our community or from afar and
1: it's just been amazing. It's just been a year now, Sarah, since we've been doing this. It has. And tonight we have a special guest here with us Ashley and I oh, yes. and I don't mean no. Sierra Virgil, who is here with us officially. Who is officially. the special guest, but we have another co-host. And her name is Brewbear, and she is a poodle, a little red poodle, who is sitting on our laps right now. Well, on Terrified. my lap. She's not big enough to be on two people's lap, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's tiny. And, and she's here with us tonight, and we're so happy to have a puppy in the studio.
0: Yeah, if you're checking our video out on YouTube, you'll be able to see Sarah. You guys have the same color hair right now. I feel like this, like, golden strawberry kiss hair.
1: I love it. She's a babe magnet, little Brewbear.
0: I love her so much. And we want to shout out to Luvo for sponsoring this episode. Luvo is our favorite canned wines there. Why do we love Luvo so much? Because we're drinking it literally every episode, every every day.
1: Every day we drink this. So this is one of our favorite, especially in the summer. I just have to say it's so convenient to take a canned wine, throw it in your bag, go to the park, go to the beach. I'm going to tell you they're rosé. I'm obsessed with. They've got three flavors. They have Pinot Grigio, Rosé, and they also have the Muscat Mint. All three are fabulous. I die for the Rosé. Yeah, this is really good. It's so crushable. And guys, nothing we love more than a Nova Scotia made wine. And so we love to support local. It's got all those great flavors and it's all natural, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, you know,
0: all those good things. And for all the Luvo lovers out there, you can pick it up in store or you can order it online in cases of 24 here it's free delivery new brunswick pei and then 20 dollars in
1: quebec ontario and newfoundland so be sure to check that out we'll link them in the show notes and thank you for luvo for supporting us we love you guys so good all right so this week ash i'm dog sitting it is a new world out there <laughs> i don't know that i'm res- i'm ready for the full-time responsibility of a dog but I love being able to have one for just a couple of weeks. Just for fun. It's like a good test run to see, am I ready? The answer is no, I'm not ready.
0: Because I mean, this dog also requires... <laughs> if you can see her, she's like burrowed into Sarah's arm. So she's kind of terrified, but
1: just... I she, don't know. She is a baby, but I it it is just like... I feel... I'm stressed when I have to go to the bathroom because I'm like, Oh God, Rue's going to be upset when I leave her. (laughs) And like, and so I love babysitting her all the time. I will always take her, but it is like, I don't think I'm ready for a dog on my own. I think more people before they get animals should practice, do a try run. I think that's
0: a great tip because in theory, I would like to have one, and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way, but it's a lot of work.
1: We're going to do a dry run this weekend, though, Ashley, because you and I, we're having a sleepover with the Rue
0: Yeah, we've got a big event.
1: We've got a party. <laughs> we've got a party.
0: <laughs> we're trying to, I mean, it's like a triple party. There's just three things happening, but we're we're going to have a little sleepover and um, be mom partners.
1: Saturday night. Co- co-parenting a poodle <laughs> who's, who's such a little baby. God love you okay ash this has come up a few times you just moved we've talked about this before that your serial killer power which just means like a super weird thing that you love is moving Mm -hmm. how is the move gone are you feeling it still tell me
0: it it's going well i last night i think we were doing stuff till about midnight because i had it in my mind that everything needed to be some yeah some in some way kind of in place even if it's a picture that needs to be hung on the wall it needed to be at least up against that wall so I know where it's going so I kind of was frantic yesterday getting those things done which feels good but it's also my second move in or sorry I moved just only nine months ago so I feel like it's a lot but I do thrive on organizing and purging. So when I get rid of things and I fill up these bins, whether it be like giving you guys a few things like you and Katie or taking all these bins to Valley Village, it makes me feel so happy. And I thrive off that. I'm like, I don't love this. Like I don't need this. Get rid of it. And I do kind of just go off that energy. Oh,
1: you're Marie Kondoing it. Yeah.
0: Not quite that extreme, but yeah, because it's true. We hold on to a lot of things that take up space that we don't actually need
1: the reason i brought this up was because i thought that this move may have maybe broken your spirit for moving frequently no because you seemed a little not into it a few days and i was just curious Mm. the serial killer power remains is what Mm. you're telling me
0: yeah undefeated in the move department (laughs) And actually, conveniently, our guest today, Sierra Birchall, is now, I don't want to see my neighbor, but she lives within the building as well. So that's super cool. We kind of found that out more recently. I think you guys are neighbors. Yeah, I guess her, I, and the other hundred and something people that live there are all neighbors. Yeah,
1: a cozy little neighborhood. God love it yeah, we're so happy to have Sierra on. She was Miss Universe Canada in 2016. And this episode is all about pageants. Like we know nothing about pageants. And Sierra started as Miss Teen. She competed in Saskatchewan and won that. And then she went on to be Miss Teen Canada. And then she went on to Miss Canada and then Miss Universe. So she's, she's hit some of she's got some good pageant experience we'd say ash yeah and i i i've actually followed
0: her for a little while on instagram and obviously she has a big international reach and i thought that was really cool but learning more about her and how she got there and the things that she's done even just like launching her youtube channel and having a huge uptick because as mentioned on the podcast there was a lot of demand for pageant content and she's kind of pushing that out into the world. So something you and I have no idea about, or we probably never will.
1: We know nothing about. And it was really fun just to even learn like what happens at a pageant, how they pick their dresses, how they pick their swimsuits, like those sort of things. But then of course we dove into Sierra's experience at Miss Universe in 2016. Um, She did incredibly well. She placed in the top nine, but she faced a lot of shade. She was face a lot of criticism for her body. Uh, And from that experience, because she stood up for herself, she actually became known worldwide as a body activist uh, and was covered by Vogue, Elle, Cosmo, and has really been able to build a platform to help women stand up for themselves uh, and and support body positivity. And she is a fabulous soul. I love talking to her.
0: And seeing some of her YouTube videos and and social media posts is I can tell she feels confident with who she is and meeting her in person. I felt like that came across even more. She really speaks so well. She knows what she stands for. She knows who she is and she just owns it. And I think that's such a cool thing in that industry for her to be a role model for so many.
1: Well, and I think it was, it was nice to learn about the pageants because she really talked about how giving women a platform and the pageants that she had been in was such a key component of it. And that's exactly what you see with her. I think it's because she went through those experiences. She actually took the time to reflect on who she was, what she stood for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she carries that confidence with her, which is fabulous. She's God love her. You just A want to hug her.
0: I know. And she's, <laughs> she's recently moved back to Halifax and is going to be living here on the East coast. So that's that's so fun, and I think she'll be a great uh, attribute to the community here.
1: Yeah, and we actually connected with her because I went to school with her husband. We had a biology class together, and that's how I knew him. And this it, is what I love about the
0: podcast—one of many things of how we connect with people, just and become like connected in in a deeper level after having such a lovely conversation
1: I know and so it's nice that they're back in Nova Scotia and then obviously I put two and two together and we reached out to Sierra but it's just funny to have that little connection with their fam
0: yeah so I hope everyone enjoys this conversation and you can find Sierra on YouTube and Instagram at Sierra S-I-E-R-A virtual b-e-a-r-c-h-e-l-l and be sure to follow her because she's very entertaining has a beautiful daughter and a cute little puppy so let's L- just lots fun of times. good content
1: and we'll yeah. tag all we'll link everywhere you can find her in our show notes as well
0: yeah all right should we dive in
1: let's do it gal <laughs>
0: We are so excited. We have the lovely and talented Sierra Virgil here with us today. Welcome, Sierra. Thanks. We also have a dog here as well. <laughs> Another special so guest, cute. Rue.
2: It's great to be here with Rue and with you girls. <laughs> Yay.
1: We're so excited. We're so happy and we're happy Rue could join in on this conversation. <laughs> she's a big fan of yours, Sierra, <laughs> so she asked to be here tonight with you, even though she can't even give she's me the being side shy. Eye. Yeah, she's just being shy. She's nervous. <laughs> We're so happy to have you here. You just moved to Halifax Mm -hmm. recently, Mm -hmm. so you're our new local celebrity. Oh,
0: yeah,
2: right. (laughs) Actually, I've lived in Halifax before. Right. Yeah, so I was here two years ago, and my daughter was born here at the IWK, Mm -hmm. and then we moved away for one year to Edmonton, Alberta, the Prairies, and now we're back.
1: Oh. Well, we're yeah. happy you're back.
2: I'm
0: happy to be back too. It's been awesome. <laughs> but you're you're from the West Coast, right? Yes. Well, the prairies, oh, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Yeah, amazing. Good old Sask. Yeah. This must mm-hmm. be so different. We're staring out at so the
2: ocean right now. Different. Yeah. Like the biggest boats that we see are like a pontoon boat or like a speed boat. <laughs> so when the big shipping, the contain, tall ships. Oh yeah, and oh like when the cruise ships used to come in, like yeah, that was absolutely crazy for us to see. So mm-hmm. it's so nice. It's, it's so good. it is beautiful.
1: Well, we're so happy you're here because for everyone listening, this is an extra super treat. Sierra was Miss Universe Canada 2016, and she placed in the top nine for Miss Universe, Mm -hmm. which is like... Amazing. That does not happen (laughs) a lot. That is a very hard place to get. So congratulations. Thanks.
2: Yeah, thank you. That feels like such a lifetime ago, but I'm still very proud of it. It was a, a proud achievement. Canada hadn't placed at Miss Universe actually for over 10 years, so...
1: That's insane. Well, congrats. Thanks. Thank you for doing that for us, Sierra, getting you back on My pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) And we're so happy to have you here because I think for both Ash and I, like, we know nothing about pageants Mm -hmm. and the pageant world. (laughs) And so but it's like i was in one once, sarah i'm oh. sorry wait you were <laughs> in one what?
0: as like the little i don't know in the valley they have something it's oh. like heart of the valley days and queen and then it goes to like miss nova scotia whatever but i was like the little attendant is that what it is i have no idea do they do that anymore I,
2: you know i am very unfamiliar with you know like the younger than a miss teen i have no idea okay you could tell me something and i would say it. sure well hey that, that is That's nothing
1: true. to what
0: you've done, but I just had to throw that
1: in there. I can't I believe Sarah that. Like I, that didn't, I did not I really like that one because I didn't know, and we're going to have to do some digging mm-hmm. on I'll this a topic.
0: That's so cute.
1: Thank God. Um, so I feel like the pageant world is such a mystery. Like mm. I don't, here's m- my idea, probably everyone's idea, and you already know what it is. It's miscongeniality. Congeniality. That's my only reference to pageants. For and sure. then seeing on occasion, things on TV.
2: Yes, and uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the wrong crowning moment where Steve Harvey, Miss Universe 2015, announced Miss Columbia as Miss Universe 2015. Awkward, awkward TV moment. He comes out and then says, I have to apologize. And then he actually meant to announce Miss Philippines as Miss Universe 2015. So that was one of the biggest TV blunders ever. Yes. And so a lot of people know Miss Universe as that. So it's kind of unfortunate that Miss Congeniality and Steve Harvey effing up, um, crowning the winner are what people know, but that's fine. At least it's entertaining. Oh my God. That (laughs) is horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. And if you, I mean, you guys don't know, actually. So the Philippines and Colombia, those are two of the most intense, insane pageant countries in the world. Those fans are cutthroat. What? Insane. So like- yeah, it was it was terrible. Like the both women were getting death threats from like people from the different countries. Oh my yeah, God. and I mean, ultimately Miss Philippines was the right winner. She was the one who right. was meant to be the winner. But they literally put the crown on Miss Columbia's head. They put the sash on her. She's waving the Colombian flag. She thinks she's Miss Universe. Colombian people are going crazy. And then Steve Harvey comes out. The former Miss Universe literally takes the crown off of her head. And of course, uh, well. I shouldn't say. Of course, you guys don't know this. The Miss Universe going out was also from Colombia, so it's a huge deal. That would have been the second time ever that a back-to-back Dude. happened. Wow. So they were thinking Columbia's is crowning Colombia. Nee. No. And so Miss Columbia had to take the crown off the Miss Columbia's head and put it on Miss Philippines. And oh yeah, it's just terrible. It's sad. It was sad. It that was sad. Is, that is sad. And that would be, mm. oh my God. Oh, horrible. Heartbreaking. But you She's know going what? going from it's like sad. here oh. to here. <laughs> but that girl, um, I can't even remember her name right now, but she became more famous than most Miss Universes. She was in a movie. I think she was in like one of the Fast and Furious or something. Yeah. Good she did her. very well. Uh, so. Probably on
0: every talk show just oh, to talk abso- about the absolutely. Oh, Oh my gosh <laughs> but yeah that's that's pretty much what most people probably remember those mm-hmm. <laughs> two you're right mm-hmm. that's but, so crazy so how did you even get started mm-hmm. like what got you on that path when i was 16
2: uh, facebook was becoming the social media of the time i was scrolling facebook probably uploading 40 pictures of my, you know, 16 year old birthday bash or something outrageous. (laughs) And um, I saw an ad for Miss Teen Saskatchewan and I didn't really know anything about pageants. I had never watched Miss Congeniality and it seemed very interesting. It seemed intriguing, Mm -hmm. Um, something new, different that I'd never done before. And we had actually just lost our home to a house fire about three weeks before that. And so the Red Cross had helped us out quite a bit. The Red Cross helped us get back on our feet. And this ad on Facebook, for Miss Teen Saskatchewan said something like, uh, become a leader in your community, give back to charities and organizations that are important to you. So I thought, wow, what a great way to potentially give back to the Red Cross. I entered this pageant, had no idea what I was doing. I bought a $150 dress from a shop in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. (laughs) Shout out. Shout Shout out out out. to Moose Jaw. (laughs) And I showed up and I ended up winning. And I went on to win Miss Teen Canada World. I placed second runner up at Miss Teen World. And then I got to speak in front of like 16,000 people at the We Days, which I don't even know if I should say we anymore because that was, of course, we charity. But it was a great thing at the time. I traveled to Kenya, Africa and um, helped build a school with Free the Children. And so, yeah, I had all these amazing opportunities at 16 years old, being in high school, traveling every weekend. Like I literally traveled across the country and was doing homework on planes. And so anyway, so that kind of showed me the opportunities in this space. And so I later went for Miss Universe Canada and I actually competed twice, first in 2013. Right. I didn't win. I then uh, represented Canada at a pageant called Miss Supranational held in Poland. I placed as first runner-up there, which was great, exciting. <laughs> um, but it was a it was an interesting pageant, but I definitely was fortunate that I didn't win just because the organization, I didn't want to represent what they were about. It was a bit more of... Um, maybe what people would expect of pageants, kind of like slimy behind the scenes kind of stuff. Yeah. And not even, I shouldn't say slimy, but they just treated us quite poorly, to be honest. Um, It wasn't something I would have wanted to represent. Right. But it was a good opportunity. And I learned a lot, got to travel. And then I went for Miss Universe Canada again in 2016. One went to Miss Universe. So so that's kind of the shortest version, I guess. That's so cool. I guess I competed in eight pageants in my
1: pageant career. <laughs> but you've done so And Facebook well ads them. do work. If They've Facebook. been working for, yeah. for a long time now. Good old Facebook. Yeah. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you brought up that I, I'm just very curious about, because mm-hmm. you mentioned the Supernational one, you know, you didn't kind of love that organization. What does like the Miss Teen Canada organization represent or what is that about? It's
2: basically about allowing young women to have a platform. So basically, here's this platform, what do you want to do with it? And for me, it was all about the Red Cross, helping people who have faced disasters, whether that's flood, fire, anything that's taken their home or belongings. And other women, they stand for body confidence, self-esteem, bullying, basically anything that's kind of impacted them typically there's been a lot of women who their families been impacted by cancer. And so they stand for the different, um, cancer platforms. So there's just all kinds of different things that they allow young women to basically have a voice or feel like they have a voice yeah. and just really step into their own and kind of gain that self-confidence. And I guess, learn where, learn kind of who they are as well, because it's crazy sometimes when I ask people these different questions of, you know, like, why do you want to win or who are you and people like most of us don't really think about those things like who am I really like how would I describe myself I guess kind of Mm -hmm. typical interview questions but I think it just takes it a bit step uh, a few steps further
1: totally Mm -hmm. I've never I like it's so nice to hear that side of pageants because you do kind of sometimes associate them with just like beauty pageants so even like terribly, I think, sometimes of Donald Trump. or oh, like, for sure. Oh, or, and, and it not really having kind of that substance behind it and yeah. that impact. So it's really nice to hear you talk about that. And I imagine, is it the same for Miss Universe, but just a much bigger platform?
2: Definitely. And Miss Universe now, it has shifted so much. Donald Trump, um, he gave up his ownership in end of 2014. Uh, so 2015 was the first year that IMG uh, owned it. So the Donald Trump era was very much about the women being models, if you will. So it's kind of like, yeah, I know exactly. (laughs) Shocking. And so now they really emphasize now the platform and the women's voices. And so if you watch Miss Universe from say 2005 and then you watch Miss Universe 2019, you hear the girls so much more. So you hear them speaking, I would say at least five times as much. So they'll do like an opening statement. They're asked multiple questions. There's more videos. Whereas years prior, They had longer swimsuit walks, longer gown walks. Yeah, you saw more photos of them. You know, it was more about the appearance. And so it it is understandable that people think it's all surface. And there still is a surface side to it. Like it's still, there's gowns, there's a swimsuit. So there still is a show. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much behind the scenes that people don't see. And unless you know somebody in it, like why would you know, right? Right. So if you watch the show now, it for sure you see more. And the winner this past year, we actually went to Miss Universe in Atlanta Georgia we took Lily she was like how old was she at the time like nine months old so she went to Miss Universe she was like napping in the carrier yeah I was like this little girl has seen like a Miss Universe be crowned like what the hell but um, (laughs) anyways we were there and the winner this past year she's from South Africa and she has very short hair like you know like this like a few inches I don't know and um, she was the first Miss Universe to ever win with short hair like not like a bob like short short hair and her answers that she gave in the onstage question answer were absolutely absolutely incredible she said things like women need to take up more space and uh, women are the most powerful beings on the planet she just had all these incredible answers that were just so amazing and moving and right after that I mean Oprah was tweeting about her and right. so many uh, incredible world leaders so mm-hmm
0: What is the training process like for this? Because I'm thinking you're going out in a bathing suit, you're going out in a gown. You're also having to mentally prepare Mm. to present yourself and speak. There must be a lot of coaching and things that go into being on stage. There's
2: definitely a lot involved. I think for me, because I started as a teen and I slowly got into the upper levels, I actually never had like an official coach for those things because I had, I guess some of those teen experiences were like coaching with like, I was just forced into it. You were forced, but I just, I had done, I had the experience. Whereas I'm working with a lot of girls competing for Miss Universe Canada, Miss Universe Iceland. And for them, I work with them on developing basically not who they are, but- giving them an understanding of who they are and helping them answer these questions and and be able to go into the interview, on stage question, answer, feeling totally comfortable and confident with who they are, because that's probably the hardest thing Mm -hmm. is when people ask you questions and you start saying something and you're like, wait, do I sound stupid? (laughs) Or do I sound... I think that's the biggest thing is getting over those hurdles of feeling comfortable and confident in what you're saying, who you are and all of that. So yeah, the training, Mm -hmm. it depends on how many pageants you've done if you feel like you need training walking the walking is huge some like <laughs> I had someone help me with walking I saw your period. video walking you oh. and your brother the other day oh men, my gosh which I like loved I'm like this is amazing that is so actually yeah we were I was sending a video to her I was trying to show her like an arm thing and then Layton stepped in on the scene my brother <laughs> so yeah he was showing us his best pageant walk I, he's, I think he's you're gonna scared. have
1: to give us a lesson after oh God. we'll have to share that on Instagram in the
0: studio I'm probably a
1: terrible walker with um, heels,
0: we're too short. I feel like. okay. Well, or, first of all, would you have to be a certain height requirement? No, so there used to be
2: some national competitions had a height requirement. Now they're pretty much all doing away with it. Um, okay, more inclusive. I totally guess. more yeah. inclusive. Yeah, and actually, uh, Miss University would have been. 2017 from South Africa I think she was 5'5 maybe Um, 5'6 I'm (laughs) at 5'3 I feel like I'm not getting there Uh, but I remember so many people doubted her because of her height and I was like oh my gosh she's gonna win like she was the one to be in my opinion she won and so yeah height shouldn't be an issue I don't understand like it doesn't make sense anyway
1: you know what (laughs) I love being a short human and Mm -hmm. most people are taller than me but I do think everyone's the same height as me and you know power to us all whether you're tall small and we love We're you, gonna love you. It. I love you come hang out with me oh. <laughs> Sarah will make you feel extra tall too <laughs> so I'm loving this because I have so many questions I feel yeah, like my get- childhood princess self is getting to like ask all her questions um what is a pageant like so mm-hmm. you show up you guys all show up at a venue what is that experience like from start to finish? It happens over a couple of days. Is that right?
2: OK, so they're all different, but I'll give you the two examples. They're stark examples. Miss Universe Canada is one week long.
1: OK. Wow.
2: And yeah, that actually is, you know, fairly long. Um, and that also is because they want to give the women an opportunity to really let themselves shine and get to know each other and form kind of better relationships as well, rather than it just being this like two day thing. So over the one week, there's different interviews. You interview with the judges and there's also extensive um, rehearsals and all this stuff that like really tests your limits. Like you wear heels all the time and you're tired and all this stuff. So when you get to the final show, you've kind of been through all this stuff. And it's like, who can like last? Like who can really survive this? Because it's a lot. And then if you win, of course, I mean, then it's a year of a lot. And so that's one week and you all show up. You go through registration, you get your package, like your little um, itinerary and all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, this year will be different with COVID. But typically for Miss Universe Canada, you go to the CN Tower, you go to a baseball game. Like you do all the kind of Toronto things along with a bunch of rehearsals. And then there's a preliminary competition where all the girls come out in gown. They all come out in swimsuit. You do preliminary interviews with the judges. And then it's the final show. Which, if you've seen Miss Congeniality or any pageant, that's basically what it is. They all come out on stage. It's a big show. Everyone's ooing and awing and clapping. They cut down the girls from 20 to 10 to five. On stage, question, answer, and then you have a winner. Oh. Mm-hmm. And
1: you are preparing. Mm-hmm. How long are you preparing to go? Like when you went in 2013 and 2016, how yeah. long did you prepare for those? Pageants.
2: prior to the national mm-hmm. I don't even I can't even tell you how like ma- months for sure and okay. I think it it again it's like everyone's goals are so different like some women will prepare a whole year in advance they want to be ex body type they want to have this perfect gown I was very like I don't I just kind of like went with it and looking back I'm like wow the person I am now like being more prepared with things I just really went without a lot of preparation which maybe was a benefit to me because i was more just in it for like the experience and i just wanted to make the most of it and i wasn't super meticulous with like all the planning but then this universe on the other hand i mean that's a whole other thing that's three weeks long it was held in the philippines when i competed and that was insane so the philippines as i mentioned is a huge pageant country so imagine this, I'm flying to the Philippines. I flew from Regina, Saskatchewan to Vancouver, oh Vancouver. It's a 13 hour flight to Manila and I'm on the plane. I'm like in economy and sitting between oh like God. all these people. Yeah. Oh dear God, economy. But is what mm-hmm. I'm getting as I have people on either side of me and I'm trying to like do my makeup and like on this 13 hour flight because I knew, I just knew I had to be prepared. As soon as you got there. I, as soon as I got there and I'm sitting there in like my muck lux you know those like boots you know I'm talking about wearing this like winter jacket kind of thing I have like a full face to makeup. my hair's okay I don't even know I can't really see besides this little shitty mirror that I have and on the like overhead speaker they're like Sierra Birchall and then whoever was Miss British Virgin Islands can you please like disembark or whatever word that they use. So we had to get off. So I'm literally in like going from the airplane into the airport, like taking my mucklucks off, putting heels on. Cause I just knew what was going to happen. So we go down the escalator and we are met with literally a, like it was like paparazzi, like cameras everywhere, like flashing people, like yelling at you with mics, like how does it feel to be in the Philippines? And Filipinos oh are very, very, very passionate about pageants for them. It's basically basketball, um, Manny Pacquiao and pageantry. So there it is so intense. Like before I even got there, people knew my name. They knew where I was from. And so it's crazy. So then they like escorted me. They told me that my luggage would be coming. I didn't even really go through like a customs or anything. Mm -hmm. They loaded me into this car. It was like this prestigious thing. We went to, um, it's called Conrad Manila. Conrad is like a chain of these wonderful hotels and when we got there it was just like next like we felt like celebrities basically like the,
1: yeah well, this is what I was thinking is like mm-hmm. you're not used to this like no and, and <laughs> I'm you know, <laughs> in the winter coat being like
0: Canada's <laughs> here I'm here yeah. and <laughs> I should have I should yeah. have True. everyone
1: knowing your name is such mm. like a weird feeling it must be oh my it god it was so strange what did your
0: family think about you kind of getting involved in this world going across the world and being having that platform did were they for it against it they were pretty
2: neutral overall like they were there to support me they were excited for me they didn't come to the Philippines which was fine I mean very expensive to try to go there they've always been very supportive but they weren't really any which way they weren't against it they weren't pushing for it they just mm-hmm. were supportive that's yeah. nice yeah it was nice it honestly yeah I was always very fortunate because there were definitely always women who they have the stage mom who's there That's what I'm thinking. Right. texting, yeah. calling, you know, how's
1: this girl? Like, yeah, I'd be like that for you, Ash. <laughs> You're our hope. You're 5'5", five, five, aren't you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> oh, let's hear. that oh, light yeah. shining. Yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: You'll win Miss Rival and Queen 2020. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the podcast awards. <laughs> um, I, so we are going to talk more about Miss Universe because you had a very unique experience there. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, I want to dive a bit more into the pageant experience. Yes. When I know Ashley's got some really fun questions, so I'm going to save those for her, but I want to know when you're in interviews with these judges, like what are the questions they're asking you?
2: They'll ask you everything from why do you want to win Miss Universe to I remember Miss Universe Canada 2013, one of the male judges, he asked me if I was single. But his tactic, he was trying to throw people off, I think, for them okay. to feel like, "Oh my god, I'm not prepared for this question. Do I say I'm single cuz do they think if, if I'm in a relationship are they going to think I'm not um, ready to carry the title?" cuz right. I'll be distracted. So I think he had this tactic that he was trying to work with but overall they want to know who you are why you're there what you'll do with the title if you are to win so at Miss Universe very much so if you win Miss Universe what do you plan on doing with the title are you prepared to handle the pressure that comes with being Miss Universe are you prepared to travel multiple times a week of course not in COVID times but in normal times all of that kind of stuff they just want to know who you are why you're there and if you deserve to win if you can carry that
1: title crazy Ashley (laughs) you've got some do I okay well then I'm (laughs) gonna ask them because you you will do I have these Funny question. <laughs> I think they're great questions. How do you pick a gown? We want to know oh, how you yeah, pick yeah. a gown and how you pick a bathing suit. That's and like true. Walk I didn't us have that through it. And like shoes, I guess, because you have to be able to walk yeah. in them. What color
2: was your gown? So my gown at Miss Universe Canada was like a royal blue. Ooh, but you oh, know what? Nice. I just, I know it was actually very beautiful. But it, once again, I bought it for like $350 US at like Nordstrom or something. And these other girls, like they're getting custom gowns made in Europe for like $4,000. And so mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like would I have done that with like now knowing, like I know so much more about pageants now Mm -hmm. than even when I competed because I'm on YouTube. I do all like pageant related videos. I've been to multiple Miss universes now as a spectator. Right. So I feel like now I'm so much more well-versed as funny as that is, even though I was a competitor, but how most women would pick a gown is they would do a lot of perusing on social media and then they would either order one, get it custom made, or they would just order like from an online shop yeah, I picked mine up at Nordstrom, and then at Miss Amazing. Universe, I wore a white gown. It definitely wasn't my top choice. I actually had a very interesting situation where my director basically dropped off. I didn't. I shouldn't say basically. He dropped off a suitcase at our hotel in the Philippines with six gowns, and that was what I had to pick from.
1: So Miss did Miss he do that Miss for every girl? Like they.
2: So other girls, like other girls. This is what typically happens: is months prior to Miss Universe. You have gown fittings. You have multiple gowns to pick from because once you win the national title, you've, you know, earned your right to represent your country at Miss Universe. But Canada is such a small pageant country in the sense of we don't really give a shit about pageants. Right. And so we just don't really have like designers here who would care to do that. Who are going to design gowns for you. Okay. And looking back, what I would have done is on my Instagram, I would have said something like, I'm looking for a gown and I, there's a ton of different Filipino, there would have been a ton of different designers who were there in the Philippines watching. They had their gowns. Of course, they, as designers who work kind of more in that gown couture, they want their gowns on the Miss Universe stage. So, um, the designer that I had, he actually, I'll have to show you guys photos. The Mm -hmm. gown that I wore at Miss Universe, it was fine, but like it's, it was actually too big for me. So it actually made me look a bit, Larger than I was, which is you know whatever. But he also designed my wedding dress, which is like the polar opposite type of gown. Is very like sexy. I've
1: seen your wedding <laughs> dress. in <It> this <laughs> fabulous. Have not. I need you to see are it. well. First of all, everyone was saying, "Sierra's obviously a super babe." Oh, <laughs> very true. And um, yeah. Oh I, I do you know what? I saw your wedding gown years ago because I know your mm, husband. Mm-hmm. We went to university <laughs> together, and I was like, "Damn, oh, who the hell did Brett and
0: Mary? She's <laughs> a babe. <laughs> He's a he did
2: well I trying to find it if I, oh I thought I had uh, screenshots so. well here's like the top oh yeah oh my god it was in Vegas too so keep in mind Vegas at first Boobs, I thought that was your like, wedding
0: dress when you first this is my like wedding dress is? yes stop <laughs> I thought that was your wedding no I don't mean that that way Oh no I'm no like, no. that's
2: too like it's yeah, too no, oh, here, beautiful here, here this Okay, you as soon as you say hey, Vegas now, I'm Thanks. like, "This it, is Vegas." Yeah, it was at the Bellagio. So that's the thing is, if that was your in, like, hair effects, is so
0: long. I know, so long. Oh my god, I did not that. look like that. I'm i my like, she looks so jealous. Oh, listen, if you want to see the
1: hottest woman of your life, <laughs> like, sh- <laughs> okay,
0: let me just paint the visual in case you're not watching the YouTube. Is it's gold? It's beautiful. Oh wait, I, like, With like, beading? Oh
1: yeah, show it and like low cut. Well, here's Brennan. Oh, he looks so cute. He does look lovely there. You guys, like, he fabulous. Yeah, it's a lot of boo. So that so this was like your custom design gown, yeah. yeah. but what you're telling us is this yeah. was not the Miss this Universe gown. This was not process. the Miss
2: Universe gown. Okay, is this, like, all oh. people see this? Okay. Yeah, people, yeah. and we're gonna post um, it everywhere. Okay, great. People so love it. I'll show you they the love Miss Universe gown. <laughs> okay, here's the Miss Universe gown. Oh, do you like it? I don't like it. Uh, but it's, it's
0: very... It's okay. more like, I don't know. But th- that, to me, is, like, the epitome of... Is that what
1: you... Yeah, like, I don't know. Or but sometimes isn't they're this more, a little like, more like,
2: like patty, kind of? like. It definitely maybe, is more pageant
1: patty, because here, for everyone listening... Sierra's wedding dress is like super low cut, a, a lot of cleavage. She looks beautiful. Wait, did you see but the that? Oh. the pageant gown is like a higher cut and mermaid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like it's more fluffy. Like I'm picturing more of that princess look for yeah. the for the pageants a little bit. What
0: are they judging on? Like is it how the dress fits you, what color it is, what style it is, who's the designer? I'm just no. I feel like it's just so it's honestly,
2: it's all, like, this is so cliche, but it's so true. It's all in the woman and how confident she is, honest to goodness, because there were women who compete at Miss Universe Canada with me with, like, $10,000 dresses. There I am in my Nordstrom number. It honestly doesn't matter. Like, how you carry yourself, the way you walk as well, because, I mean, you could have, like, this incredible gown, have, you know, be not confident, right? and walking, you know, like I don't know with your shoulders right eyes down and it doesn't and that I mean you'll just never advance right and then you can have the most confident walk in the room and be loving every moment and have a gown that isn't as extravagant isn't as amazing in terms of designer quality and and end up being the winner so
1: that's actually really kind of nice to hear for life too right like you see
2: people all the time like the way that we're dressed like yeah I don't know people judge us surface all the time in normal life, and it's just it's all about how we carry ourselves. And, I
0: yeah. feel like that gets so much easier with age. Now I know, mm. like I have my leather coat on. If I just put my leather jacket on and
1: or like, like something armor. in my sneakers, I'm like, yeah.
0: I feel so good. So I feel like it makes you feel so
1: much more confident. Obviously, when Definitely you feel good, good. yeah, if you feel good in your outfit. So tell us. So, okay, wait. So back to this dress. <laughs> Rewind. You end up in the white dress, which yes. was not the custom-designed wedding dress, which was. Would have been so Jen. much better, but yes, why that were is dresses? A stunning dress. Why did the director drop dresses off at it's, your hotel room? Oh,
2: so it's such a long story, but the short version is is that my director, the entire time from winning Miss Universe Canada in is June 2016 to January 2017 in the Philippines. That's when Miss Universe was January 2017. He was telling me, everything's going to be ready for you. We're going to have it all in the Philippines for you. Everything's going to be custom made, blah, blah, blah. He's in Toronto. I'm in Saskatchewan. So I just went with it. I was like, okay, he's going to have it all ready. And I had the gut feeling that... He wasn't going to have everything, but at the same time, I didn't know how much I could say and how demanding I could be because I thought he could just send a different girl if he wants, right? So I feel like women, that's the one really bad thing about pageants, in my opinion, is you're in this vulnerable position that you feel like you need to just go with what they say, even if it doesn't feel right. Not necessarily in like feeling threatened by people, but more in how they're preparing you and like this is like the biggest opportunity of your life right
1: so you have a director yeah like a Miss Canada pageant director who manages your experience at Miss Universe is that what you're yeah okay. national director. directors so you trust
0: so that like you feel have yeah faith like in
1: you what feel like you should you.
2: trust them because they've put several women before you through right. this they you know they should know what they're doing so when I got to Miss Universe like when I was flying to Miss Universe I didn't have any gowns with me because I was told I would have gowns there for me and they picked them for you yeah they basically just picked them and that's the thing too is like so you don't pick them right I mean and you should be able to though and like looking back you know there's different winners now I know about there's a girl who won Miss Universe 2018 from the Philippines she basically like did away with the whole team that was provided for her and was like I'm gonna do it my way this is the team I'm gonna have this is how I envision representing myself and my country at Miss Universe and I didn't know that you could really do that like totally I took the experience into my own hands once I got there in terms of like what. I I was doing with the platform Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that I could on my social just be like hey is there any designers here in the Philippines that could even you know provide a gown for me Mm -hmm. they're there like they would have sewn it to fit me like they would have done all that but I didn't know I could do that because I I just didn't know I thought okay am I allowed like is my direct like I just didn't know and looking back a thousand percent I would have done that but I just kind of went with it because I didn't know
1: no, And I'll how put, would you? Yeah, but that's so crazy. People are listening to this now. Now they know. Oh yeah, if so you're
0: thinking <laughs> about entering, <laughs> so you yeah. just
1: got dresses dropped off to mm. you, and then you had to pick from that selection mm-hmm. for your big Miss Universe yeah. competition.
2: Yeah, and I've heard, and so the, like I said, the designer who did like the wedding dress did that dress as well. So he's capable of you know doing such incredible work. It just the way it was like he didn't. I don't think he even really knew like who the dress was for. He just gave it, I think, to my director. I don't I don't even know how it happened, to be honest. But like it yeah, it just it wasn't made like for me, measured to me, nothing. Um, but yeah, that's it's just such a weird thing. So that designer, he is does incredible work. I actually just did um, a video with him for my channel and he does such amazing things that I'm like, if him and I would have been in contact with each other prior, right. we could have designed something so amazing, mm-hmm. fit perfectly, so that when I look back at the pictures as well. I would have been more like, yes, that's what a badass y- babe I am. So that's why, too, I kind of went a little more all out for like, the wedding dress, like the Vegas
0: dress, yeah. which actually funny <laughs>
2: enough. I mean, you guys probably don't know this, but um, when I competed at Miss Universe, it was January 2017 in the Philippines. Brennan and I met three weeks later here in Halifax. Or no, in, in Saskatchewan. And then I came to Halifax and then Miss Universe 2017 happened in November of twenty seventeen, so ten months later, and that's when we got married.
0: Aww.
1: Oh my god. In a Vegas. Whirlwind.
2: So we got married. That the pictures I sent you is when we got married, and then um we went all went for brunch and then we took our moms to Miss Universe to watch Miss Universe 2017. Oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, we had never lived together. I don't, we were crazy. Like that's like what the And now you I
1: love baby. it. You're yeah, good. And now we yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but this is you, because evidently you just saw a Facebook I, ad, you were 15 yeah. Canada and you just met My husband and you were to like, him. here together. we go. I love it.
2: That's he actually great. messaged me on Facebook, so I guess, yeah, Facebook 2.0. Okay. Oh.
0: My husband and I met over social media, and this is where I try and tell Sarah that she kind of like turns her nose up at online dating. And I'm like, listen, everyone meets via social media.
1: (laughs) That's a whole nother topic. Well, Ashley, now we know that 10 months from now I could be married. So just everyone relax. If you're listening to this, let us know.
0: Write Sarah on Facebook. (laughs) Maybe Instagram. Yeah, Maybe.
1: Instagram, not Facebook, for the love of God. Okay, so how? what about your bathing suits? Did you get oh, to pick those? Oh, right.
2: Sorry, I totally no. I really went on a tangent there. Um, the bathing suits are usually provided just so that the women are somewhat somewhat consistent. Um, it's such a weird thing, but they do provide different styles so that you can pick a style okay. that you're comfortable in. And it depends. Though. Like for Miss Universe Canada... They'll usually do a photo shoot where you can pick your own swimsuit, you bring your own swimsuit, but they do provide just so as well for the show that it's a little more consistent Um, because the gown is different. Like the gown's more showcasing you, whereas a swimsuit, it's more like they look at the walk and the confidence and like they're not really like examining the swimsuit and what the design is. So, yeah, the swimsuit is usually provided. Okay.
1: And then uh, you're not getting a bunch of weird colors on stage. That's right. Other, I know, and it right? seems kind of silly, but
2: yeah. And w- sometimes when they do actually have patterns, even if it's all one pattern, it just doesn't look as good.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. And yours was hot pink. Yeah. It was, was it? Because yeah. I remember when we talked to you before to Google.
1: And we oh, Googled. yeah.
2: It was hot pink.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love I love hot pink. Yeah. And I love it. It's a great too. choice. Mm-hmm. This is such an interesting. Yeah. This, this is, is a
2: weird conversation that's going all over the place. <laughs> I,
1: no, but it's not because we've just learned what a pageant is and your experience behind the scenes because I think in our minds, you're controlling all of this, and mm. like, and so it's really interesting to hear about your experience with it. And even that Miss Universe goes for three weeks because I really didn't know that. I, I,
0: know. It, I would think it was like two days because on oh, TV, really? obviously, they just like yeah. compress everything into one night yeah. show. Yeah,
2: well, this past year in Atlanta, Georgia, I think it was only about 10, 11 days, which is like shockingly short. It's just like, how many things can you do in Atlanta, Georgia? Like, no offense to Atlanta, it's just that, like, there's not like beaches to like. How much content can you capture of these women? Do you know what I mean? So, Yeah.
1: yeah. I want to take this conversation kind of in a different direction because you have, through your experiences in pageants, built a lot of opportunities for yourself. And I think, you know, when we had our initial phone call, you talked about from the Miss Teen stage, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to travel the world for the year and that's super cool coming from Moose Jaw. Like Mm -hmm. maybe you weren't expecting to be in Kenya later that year and things like that. But beyond that year when you were Miss Teen Canada, you did turn that into other opportunities. Is that right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I just made the most of it, I guess, as like for the Miss Teen. Um, but I think it was maybe more later on that I right. maybe turned things into different opportunities in that I eventually went to law school. So, like, I'm a law school graduate, which seems so funny. Nice. People always, when they know that I'm involved in the pageant world, they're shocked to find out that I w- was in law school because apparently beauty and brains can't so go together. So they just can't put that together. They, you know, just can't combine <laughs> for whatever reason. And then when people know me um, from law school, they're just floored that I would ever step foot on a pageant stage. Like, <gasps> what? What? But anyways, um, so it was more in the Miss Universe era, if you will, that I kind of turned it into something more that is with my life more today that I do day to day. And when I was going from Miss Universe Canada to Miss Universe, I really wanted to represent who I was. And what I mean by that is when I competed at Miss Supernational and at Miss Universe Canada the first time, I really tried to be what I thought they wanted me to be. And what I believed that they wanted was a woman who was as skinny as possible because that's what I saw as the pageant norm. I so I lost like 10, 15 pounds, and at the time I was, you know, already quite slender. And I really tried to be what I thought they wanted me to be. So when I went to Miss Universe Canada in 2016, I was determined to just be myself. I was maybe curvier than the other girls, but I was, you know, a size six. And I just wanted to really show women that you can be yourself and you can feel comfortable in your own skin and potentially find success. Like I was hoping to win, but you never know what can happen. And so I did win and I thought, wow, I won feeling comfortably myself. I just run a marathon, a half marathon. Like I was, you know, fit for myself anyways moving on from Miss Universe Canada to Miss Universe the number one thing that I was told from my directorship was that I had everything it took to win Miss Universe but I didn't have the Miss Universe body and that the only thing I had to fix was my body and that my body was essentially the problem that was the thing I needed to fix.
1: Can I just ask a question here just like for context so in 2016 when you were doing this like how tall are you? First of all, I'm five eight. So you're five eight. So yeah. you're a bit taller than average. And then what was your weight?
2: I was probably around like 135 pounds. Right. So yeah. you weighed. You can see my abs. I don't think you can see them anymore. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just. But like I. But the context honestly, of that is yeah, that's much lower than. I'm 5'3", and I weigh more than 135. Yeah. And like, and so you, were a fit human. Yeah, and yeah, and felt felt good. Yeah, it felt good good. running. Yeah,
2: and they kept telling me things like, you know, you need to work on your fitness. And what they were really saying is, you need to lose weight. And so I just grew so frustrated. And I actually, I probably was about, I would say eight to ten pounds more at Miss Universe than I was at Miss Universe Canada. And I mean, all you have to do is look at pictures from each pageant to see that. And like, I knew that it's not that I thought it like it wasn't a mystery to me, but part of that was because I just had become so defeated that I felt like. I run because I love to run. I do yoga because I love to do yoga. But all of that has become not good enough in their eyes. And so I just felt so defeated that there were moments I didn't even want to go to Miss Universe because I was like, how can I represent these, like their ideal when I can't be their ideal? Like I know what I want to represent and what I feel like I want to show other young women. But if they're constantly telling me that that's not good enough, that I'm not good enough, how can I represent that? at this international stage. And so I almost didn't go several times. Like I actually was in contact with the Miss Universe organization and said like, as much as this is my dream, I wanna go. I don't know if I can with basically them in my ear telling me how to be, what to look like and everything. Especially when I just didn't believe in that. And I felt like Miss Universe had moved beyond that when i was on my way to miss universe i just knew i was going to be met with criticism i knew people were going to call me names but it really escalated quickly and i on my way to miss universe i think i had around 10,000 followers on instagram and this is just to give context i started sharing messages of like love yourself for who you are like don't allow the opinions of others to hold you back from chasing your dreams things like that which i still share today yeah. and when i was leaving the philippines after placing top 9 after like different places sharing my posts, And stuff, I had a hundred thousand followers, so yeah, I was verified. Yeah, like it was insane. And, um, like, Time, Vogue, Cosmo, L, like all these different news networks, magazines were sharing my posts, sharing my stories. They were wanting to call me and do like Skype interviews, not Zoom at the time, and it was just crazy. And so, I, I without trying, like, for me, just trying to stand up for myself, it really turned into something greater and me being able to show people that you can you know be yourself love yourself and up to that point like a curvy girl which it's I still feel weird saying curvy because I'm like you're I
1: feel normal I don't know first time. of all and I
0: saw your legs when you came I was like she has beautiful oh, long legs Oh my God. You're, you're so cute, cute. You're,
1: so cute. <laughs> you're beautiful and you're so fit and it's certain well no and I, I but yeah. I mean, if the vision for what they have is
0: this perfection of whatever, mm-hmm. how it's like not achievable, really.
1: But you know what I mean? here's my question. So you had your Team Canada, your team, telling you that you were too big going to this, yeah, um, to Miss Universe, but yeah. you went anyways because Miss Universe wanted you there, which is exciting that you did that. But what happened when you arrived? Because you're saying like Vogue wanted to talk yeah, to okay. all these groups. Yeah, so sorry, mm. that was a little confusing. No, it, no. It, not confusing at all, but like what was the experience like you got on stage, you are like radiant, this beautiful woman, what happened? So when I um, got there and started sharing posts
2: and what have you, um, like, I, I mean, you guys can see my posts. People were calling me like fat. Whale, Miss Queen Piggy, uh, Miss Piggy Universe. Um, I was getting death threats like at people. Yeah. And people also saying things like, um, like you, you don't deserve a place anywhere, let alone a Miss Universe. Like you should kill oh. yourself.
0: Yeah. People are like, so crazy. Yeah.
2: It is like, it was cutthroat. And so fortunately I, up to that point, I was just like, Fuck this! Like I am gonna like you know be myself and like f these people. Like this is the ultimate pageant stage. I'm meant to be here, and so I just really like I talk to my parents every day. Started talking to Brennan. Just, kidding. just kidding. No, I barely did. Brennan, the, we love the you. The Facebook message yeah. came in and then we were like chatting, but it wasn't anything crazy. He wasn't, you know, in the support zone yet. But um, <laughs> he was trying. He was trying. He was trying to get in there. But um, I I just couldn't really believe that people felt right. like they could say these things to. Strange. So, and yeah, and like people would share these posts of me and like Photoshop them so I looked like bigger than I was. And then they would Photoshop previous photos of me from the previous pageants I competed in and make them look like I was skinnier so it was like very extreme like the differences in my body oh totally (laughs) like I felt like I was like Jessica Simpson on the cover of like something you know because they yeah and it was just next level like the amount of times that people say or um fat I think is it pig in Spanish is gordita or something like that or maybe that I don't know yeah or maybe that's fat I don't know but people were calling me that like over and over again and I just I saw it countlessly like thousands of comments and I just thought to myself, you know what, these people aren't used to seeing somebody who is maybe not a size zero, not a size mm-hmm. two, step onto the Miss Universe platform, step onto the Miss Universe stage with confidence, and then eventually place. So people just, people are uncomfortable would change right and seeing something different and so I think that that's one of the biggest things it doesn't excuse people for calling me all these kinds of names but I just knew as well like if I fall under their pressure if I ignore the haters and carry on as if this isn't happening I feel like I'm giving them what they wanted whereas I just wanted to stand up for myself stand up for anyone else who had ever felt like, they weren't welcomed. Um, and I, I received a lot of messages, too, from people saying things like, you know, if they're saying this about you, what would they say about me, my daughter, my granddaughter? What would they say about me? Like, <laughs> or,
0: honestly.
2: Yeah, it's so cr- And how old were you, sorry, at this point? I was 23. 22. I was just 22. So like turning twenty three. super 23. young. Because yeah.
0: this has to really kind of... now. It's, Tall and slender, yeah. a size 6, yeah. being called
1: Miss Sarah's blown. and fat. <laughs> I just, like, I, people... It just, it does blow my mind because this is what you, this is like the bad rap that these pageants get, I know, get, right? and that's like what's so sad. But you've had, like, you've become a spokesperson for mm-hmm. pageants in this way and people and standing up for yourself. And like you said, you went in three weeks from having 10,000 followers to 100,000 because you stood up for yourself and yeah. people supported you. So what was kind of like the peak of that? Because- yeah, so you're on stage in this process <laughs> and getting these messages and you're seeing like online, people are calling you fat. Like what the hell? Okay, yeah. how did the, what went down?
2: So, I mean, I placed in the top 13 first, which was really exciting. And I was very proud. And then I went on to place in the top nine after the swimsuit competition. Woo And um, I was super proud. And I mean, I felt like a lot of people were proud of me. And one of my favorite things is that I had so many people saying to me and still say to me, I loved watching that edition of Miss Universe because I felt like I looked up and saw someone that looked like me, somebody that I could actually relate to. And so I thought that was so important without me even thinking of that. Like I didn't, as much as I was sharing those messages of positivity, I didn't think of it from a spectator perspective of seeing me in the bikini, seeing somebody that wasn't like everybody else. So after that, I you know carried on with life, I guess in a way, but in a whole different way. I was doing a ton of different public speaking events. Um, I spoke at quite a few different like Deloitte events, like being their keynote at the women's breakfast, like in Saskatchewan, which for me was a big deal. Um, and I I still did a lot of, um, I, I went to a bunch of different places like LA and Boston, like speaking on these different, um, like forums and what have you all on like confidence, self-esteem and all that kind of stuff that seems so simple that, yeah, it just, that's just kind of what it turned into. But I I can't even actually remember
1: your question, but no, it's just like (laughs) this idea of body dysmorphia that comes from this. I find it so disturbing because I and you did mention like at one point um, Ashley Graham, yes, who's a plus size model, Mm -hmm. had Mm -hmm. heard that you that there was a what
2: was what happened? So she was the backstage host at Miss Universe that year, and I was so excited to meet her because I had watched her TED Talk like. 10 times and she's lovely she's She's like a lovely human awesome so I met her there a couple times I met her the following year at Miss Universe 2017 um and she was wonderful but when I met her she kind of had this like what she thought I was going to be like she thought I was a felt like I don't want to say fellow plus size model I don't know what you know I don't want to offend people but she thought that I wasn't what I was and when she looked at me when we first met she was like what the hell because people
1: had told her that there was a curvier... Yeah, there's a
2: plus-size competitor. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: they said there's a plus-size yes, competitor in Miss Universe. Yeah,
2: and then um, I had... Uh, when I was doing that's, some of the interviews... That's quite a stretch. For sure. <laughs> and I, I, I've I, tried to like not use like the term plus-size because I'm like, you know, they're all models, whatever. But I guess for people listening to give that idea, I think plus-size maybe starts at like size 14, 16, 18. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know the right start of it or whatever, but, um, just to give people an idea. And, um, I, I had this woman interviewing me and she was like, from one plus size woman to another. And like, so she's standing right in front of me. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I, and I think that the thing is, is that people had this idea of me in their head and even standing right in front of me, they still weren't really seeing what was in front of them. So even watching me on the Miss Universe stage, like in my bikini, So many people still were like, there's the plus size girl because like that's what they were told, right? And so it's just very interesting. And I think I maybe told you guys this, but right after the show, there was a group of girls, competitors who did not place. And they had like different snacks and donuts and stuff. And they went on this Instagram live. I think it was an Instagram live and they were speaking in Spanish and people were sending it to me and they were, they were people translated it for me and they said something like, I heard Miss Canada, like I understood that. They said something like, we're going to get fat so we can place in the top 13 like Miss Canada. Oh my God. <laughs> what? I know, I know. It's so sad. And I thought, you know what? I would have been so happy for those women if they would have placed. But right. how terrible to like... Yeah, And I mean, in that moment, you know, they were probably sad that they didn't place and they... But the, just the fact that here are all these women who are standing on this platform of Miss Universe knowing it's about inspiring and empowering women and they're believing that I didn't place, or sorry, that they believe I didn't deserve to place because of my body alone. Right. It's so sad.
1: They don't know what my interview is. I'm sure my interview is great. And it must be crazy for someone like, you know, Ashley Graham to hear, oh, there's a plus size competitor, and go and meet you and see you, who is a size six, like much smaller than her. Mm-hmm. And like she's been such an advocate for modeling <laughs> and the beauty of women. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, and like you said, it's like people are saying these things about you, but they see you and that you are a fit, just like the rest of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you but, find now that? I know you mentioned you do some coaching for girls that are preparing for Miss Universe or pageants. Mm -hmm. But do you find that do you have more that reach out to you because of this? Because they know you stand for so much more, um, you know, just more inclusivity and body positivity and being
1: yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: just there that probably draws them to you that you're not going to be like, don't eat this. Right. Work out more.
2: Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, the girls that I work with seem to really value that. And I'd say the biggest thing probably is um, all my coverage of the Miss Universe nice. since I competed uh, on my YouTube channel. We just reached 100K recently, which was sweet. And I didn't even Congrats. know that. Yeah, thanks. I didn't even know that, that was a space that um, YouTube wanted or needed was like people talking about pageants. Of course, it's a very niche audience, yes. but it, actually I was pregnant when I started really making those videos and they just seemed to do really well. And so, of course, because of that I talked a lot about my experience and stuff and Mm -hmm. I I think since that I had a lot more women reaching out to me because not only did they see me compete but then they've heard all of my opinions and heard me talk about these experiences like I'm talking to you so rather Mm -hmm. than them just seeing my posts seeing me walk on the stage they've then heard like my actual story so yeah I would say that women probably do reach out to me probably because of that as well knowing that I'm not going to tell them to eat egg white spinach and you know diet coke
0: (laughs) We
1: would never survive.
2: No, I don't even... Oh, God, it's terrible.
1: What I do (laughs) think is beautiful is, like, you've become so iconic from this experience. (laughs) You have, though, because, like, let's be honest. Like, groups like Vogue and Cosmopolitan and all these groups were reaching out to you for interviews after you did this because you stood up for yourself Mm -hmm. when people were bullying you, essentially, on this stage. And, you know, we're out of time and kind of the world where it's like we can't keep telling girls that there's or women there's something wrong with them Mm -hmm. because they're a healthy like they have a healthy body right Mm -hmm. and I don't I think that's incredible that you did that and like it's amazing that you've been able to channel that into opportunities afterwards to actually keep spreading that message and to have that platform
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I think it just, I mean, it stemmed into other areas of my life, becoming right. pregnant, becoming a mother. I realized very quickly how important it is to love the skin we're in and even just be able to show my daughter that I'm comfortable in my own skin. And that as well, it's okay to have days where we aren't as confident because it's its just going to happen. There's days where we don't feel so good about whether it's our body, our hair, our, you know, breaking out or something. There's always going to be days that we're not, you know, feeling our best selves. But I know my mom is a beautiful slim woman and I've heard her over the years even still she's in her 50s now you know feeling like oh I've got to work on this part of my body or something and I'm like you know what like that's just such a wasted it's so much wasted energy putting into that like enjoying life and making the most of life and I don't know yeah it just it's channeled into different areas of my life more so than I would have ever expected.
1: That's so beautiful and I think you know the world really wanted to hear that and it's really really nice because you saw how receptive people were to you and you've you know you your platform has grown so much since miss universe and it's Kind of you incredible,
0: mean, yeah. I know we
1: perused your YouTube channel oh. to kind of see what was going
0: on there, and congrats again on the hundred thousand followers. That's amazing. You like, can pave the way for us. Somehow. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I still don't know what I'm doing. I don't
2: know, but, but yeah. is that
0: kind of what you're finding? You are diving into is doing a lot of those vlogs yeah. and kind of trying to put some messages and and stuff about Sierra out there into the world. Yeah,
2: I guess so. I think it it honestly more so started when I was pregnant, which seems kind of strange, but really the timeline was very short. As I said, I got married. Months after I competed at Miss Universe, and then um, would have been pregnant, I guess the spring following that. And so, I think with that, I was you know still sharing messages of positivity and what have you, but I had brands reaching out to me saying, we want you to try our product. If you like it, you know, maybe we want to partner with you. And so that's kind of where things started in terms of this becoming more of a career. Right. And I just finished law school. And so people all the time say to me, like, are you ever going to use your law degree? And I'm like, I use my law degree every single yes, day. I'm I running do- my own business. Yeah. <laughs> I run my own business. I handle contracts. I handle negotiations. I do all this stuff on my own. Like I don't have a manager. I don't have a team. It's me. And so, um, I use that every day, but, um, um, from that from YouTube I was pregnant and people were wanting me to give a Miss Universe predictions so I put out this Miss Universe predictions video for Miss Universe 2018 and I didn't really think a lot of it like I knew it'd probably do okay I didn't All really right. have much on my YouTube channel before that but it reached 100k 100k views within like a couple days and I was like oh shit Crazy, yeah. And so I just like, I kept covering the pageant. I did like a prelims review, all this different stuff. And it really did well. And people were seeming to also enjoy that I was giving, you know, fair, honest opinions. And that seemed grounded and level-headed. And I know that sounds weird, but there's a lot of pageant reviews out there. And they're just like, I don't know. They just are all over the, I don't know how to explain it. But they just, that you can tell that there's like favoritism and all of that. Whereas I'm just like laying it on the line being like, even though, I want to, um, support Canada if I don't think she's going to place, like I'm not going to put her in my favorites, you know? And so that really did well. And then I was able to start making money on AdSense after I reached like, you know, I think it's a thousand subscribers and a hundred thousand, I don't even know what the watch time is. And so then from that mixed with starting to make money with working with brands on Instagram, that just kind of kept going and then um i guess it would have been the following year we decided to take my daughter to miss universe and cover it like live so we were there at miss universe 2019 like seeing the contestants like giving our review my brother was with me he became like this i guess almost like a character
0: right like you a- I feel like you guys could you actually have a reality show because hey your not. daughter i don't know your husband but yeah, I, I know you and your daughter I feel like and your daughter do- I just everything I see and your brother it's like the perfect mix of personalities and like shenanigans I there's a shenanigans lot of that. shenanigans yeah, yeah. so anyways yeah you did your this- brother's makeup
2: on yeah. one of the YouTube videos yeah, I was like so much fun. he has like beautiful eyes I was like <laughs> this is great but yeah so it's it's really, really all just become something I never expected and it's just been so much fun so we obviously do a lot of pageant stuff Instagram's more lifestyle right which is fun um but yeah, now as well, I think, I mean, you guys have probably had this, but with YouTube, it's such a weird space. It's such a weird space. I don't know. Yeah. We're still figuring it is, Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> It is really weird, but it's nice to see how you've turned this opportunity and your experiences and pageants to like such an educational <laughs> thing. And I'm going to tell you, I don't watch a lot of YouTube videos, but I watch some of yours. And <laughs> then also... I was, like, pushed all these, like, fan videos of yours, and people love you. Oh, I didn't see those. Yes, and people, because, like, even people were talking about other contestants who were, who you know, were not saying nice things about, like, like you said, like, just saying that you placed because you were mm. larger, things like that, and these women were, like, oh, they had, like, a lot to say, and they right. were diehard supporters of you, that's which was so incredible. So I this is my it. only YouTube experience. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, YouTube...
2: It's a it's a different uh yeah, it's a different space.
0: <laughs> this, this has been awesome. so amazing and so insightful and I love all your mm. messages and your energy about oh, anything thanks. to do with body positivity. We're watching. We hope that anyone listening will also follow along. And where can people find you, Sierra? Oh,
2: my Instagram handle is Sierra Birchell, S-I-E-R-A, B-E-A-R-C-H-E-L-L, and then YouTube, I think it's just my name as well. Search
1: you, okay. Yeah. We'll have all the links in sure. our show notes as well. So Great. But before we wrap, yeah, we, we have two fig- questions. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, no, no. This is this is how it goes. Oh yeah. First yeah. of all, we want to know number one, what lights you up right now? What are you excited about in life?
2: Oh my gosh, I th- honestly this is gonna be like probably lame to you guys, but like just being back in Halifax and it's been such an amazing experience. It's been awesome. Like I've actually had just so many people I've ran into that I that are just so nice. And funny and enough. And neighbors. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I've had some people who have either followed me on Instagram or YouTube. And I've never really, I've had that in other places. But there's just this sense of, like, community in Halifax that makes me really excited. So
1: We're oh, really happy to hear that. That's a lovely answer. Yeah. yeah. And we're so happy you're here, like, and that you like it here. Mm. And, you know, we can't wait to take you out and hang out Oh, with I'm you. excited. Yeah, so and you're going to be
0: so good for the community to help keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thanks. Yeah
1: all right here now Wait, is that the second no that's two? the first question the second question is really a fake game we've, <laughs> we've made, made up. up a
0: game called oh. Queenie grams
1: so it's a made-up game it's very easy all you have to do is pick a number between 1 and 90, 98 we're gonna ask you a question and then Ashley's gonna go and then I'm gonna go we'll all answer a question so okay, you're up cool. first One ninety-nine. what number are you feeling seven ooh let's see what we got girl all right, number seven. Oh my god, I love this. You're gonna hate this. <laughs> <laughs> what is the price of eggs? Do you know? Three ninety nine. Really? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I would say three four dollars. <laughs> I think they're four ninety nine, but I always depends if they're local organic, well, or yeah, large, free run. Yeah, I omega know. three and so. So what are you buying? <laughs> this is why I love this question because I feel like we get on wild tangents. Sometimes
2: I really go out there and get the five ninety nine free run. Yeah, but usually like I organic. Get the, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know I'm the
0: yolk you. is brighter.
1: Yeah. yeah. Do you do you <laughs> buy brown or white eggs?
0: Typically white, but I've gotten the brown sometimes. Okay, because sometimes I, would, I buy brand ac- brown. Sorry, accidentally. I
1: only buy brown eggs. I don't uh, know why. Like I would never buy white eggs. I don't know, <laughs> it, but they weird me out. I don't like them as much. We'll is it because you it? can
2: see like the speckly outside or
1: something? I just feel <laughs> like it's, there's no reason, but That's I just so think this funny. is funny. We all this have funny. weird preferences. So I love this. <laughs> all right, Ash, pick a number for me. Um, 37. 37. Let's see what we got here. All right. When you're home alone, is there a song that makes you want to dance like Tom Cruise in Risky Business?
0: No. Um, I don't know. It depends the answer's on, no? No, I think it's, it depends on the mood I'm in i don't know actually i would say actually flume right now mm. oh, because right. of the we used to go to bar well we still go to bar but a lot together and this one instructor always played um what was it say i don't know if we can play say it cause, by flume
1: yes i'm gonna also tell you the one that i'm shaking my butt to right now it's gonna no. be something taylor swift yeah, you're right. So because I, I told you, I'm really into Taylor Swift right now. I go through phases <laughs> where I don't listen to anyone forever. I'm getting a lot of shade from our producer right now. Um, but the song I Think He Knows by Taylor Swift, I like never caught this one You when can it sing came it for out, us after. And I really love it. Sierra, are there any songs that you're grooving to at home?
2: You know, we have been playing um, the Kygo Whitney Houston hot stuff lately. Lily loves oh, it. That's such Obsessing. A good. It's such a good one. You yeah. can't go wrong. Like it makes you want to dance. That's I a love good one. One.
1: I'm down for that. Anything
0: right. country would make me dance, yeah.
1: probably. I know, but like risky. You're in the right for mood, break, yeah. Like yeah. For Country. Do you
0: yeah. think? No? No, yeah. all the time.
1: Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we're diehard country fans. here. <laughs> okay. so. Don't worry, we'll convert you. By okay. The end I'm, of I'm we're okay. talking
0: pop country. Let's <laughs> okay, just put that out there. Because okay. we get shade from people that are into music and are like, this is not, Thomas Red is not country. Oh,
1: I see. But he is. All right we you, love him. For sure. Here we go. This is my question. I'm going to answer if you had to choose, would you rather never be able to listen to music again or never be able to watch movies again? oh i'm gonna choose to never watch movies again same it's a terrible thing but i don't watch that many movies and same. like i can't go without music same no i
0: would pick music
1: we're yeah. all in this 100%, together 150 yeah same all right i love this sierra thank you <laughs> for coming on today and enlightening us about the oh. world of pageants <laughs> and th-
0: it was great yay
2: it was fun it was truly fun it was it was awesome that probably sounded really sarcastic but you sound amazing we love having you so much
1: thank you it's been great thanks for having me hi all it's sarah thanks so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode if you did enjoy it please subscribe and leave us a review we would love that and if you're feeling super generous you can also share this episode with a friend we'd love to hear from you you can send us an email at rivalandqueen at gmail.com and definitely chat with us through social we're at Rival and Queen. All right, that's it. We love you guys. Thanks.